0: Hello, and welcome to Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the legend, Alessandro Bielsi. Oh, thanks, man. Say (laughs) say hello, Al. Oh, hello, Al. The uh, main topic for this week's episode is going to be legend. But first, Al, what are we drinking?
1: We are drinking something that maybe will end up being uh, near and dear to your heart. Because it is Cricket Hill Brewery's Jersey Summer Breakfast Ale. This is a New Jersey craft beer.
0: Hey, I'm in.
1: Uh, it's from Fairfield, New Jersey, which I'm not really sure where that is. Is That near you? Oh, okay.
0: Uh, I think that's like 15 minutes. I think that's where also where um uh what the hell is that? Keep going. I'm gonna find the other one, the one that I really, <laughs> the one that I really really like. Not not to say this is bad. I haven't tried it yet, but
1: um, wait, did you say this is 15 minutes from you?
0: 50.
1: Uh 50. Okay. I believe. Uh, um, yeah, so... Uh,
0: Magnify Brewing is what I'm thinking of.
1: Wait, seriously, that's after also, all of that? That's also after all in Fairfield, that, New Jersey. You're making noise on the recording. <laughs> For that? <laughs> I love I it. Mean, so yeah, Al's very upset been, right now. It's been destroyed. Just come over and come do it now. You're already here.
0: Come say hi, Dominic.
1: Say hi, Dominic. Hi, Dominic.
0: <laughs> you two are both did that same thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna fit right in. Uh, the he peanut gallery has returned for this episode. For those of you in our back, in the back of the audience. Uh, so anyway, Cricket Hill Brewery, Jersey Summer Breakfast Ale. It's brewed with the best quality malts and oh, fermented yeah. with a traditional Belgian yeast that imparts a tangy fruit and clove taste. This ale is at home with bacon and eggs as it is with your backyard barbecue. The Abbey Monks would love this beer. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Uh, Because it's using a Belgian yeast in the style of Belgian Trappist beers. It smells delightful. You can can smell it. Um, We also have a very long note from the brewers. Curious beer drinkers are stepping out from under the mind-numbing barrage of large brewery advertising and deciding for themselves what beers they enjoy. Cricket Hill designs its beers for the selective, independent beer enthusiasts. Craft microbreweries produce some of the best beers in the world. Fresh ingredients, natural flavors, and distinguishing characteristics provide distinct beer personalities reflective of their brewers and their visions. We believe that brewing is an old-world craft. Grape beers have always been made with the finest grains, like barley and wheat, and Cricket Hill continues that tradition today. You'll not find rice, corn, or any other filler grains in our world-class lagers and ales. Filler grain? We heard you... What?
0: I'm just taking notes of things to call you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I'm going to end up... Oh, you're going to call me the world-class lager?
0: Uh, I was was thinking more along the lines of filler grain.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I had a feeling. All right. Uh... (laughs) Uh, sorry, we encourage you to take the time to taste different craft brewed beers. Embrace and enjoy the craftsmanship and dedication that goes into these exquisite beers. Uh, if you want to call me the exquisite beer, I'm okay with that too. I'm We're certain that this not road. to could do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering you called me the wild yeast, yeah, not surprising.
0: Uh, that still We're certain that me this out. road
1: <laughs> take you on a wonderful adventure into the world of microbrews. Bottoms up.
0: Bottoms up. Cheers, mate. Oh yeah, I can get behind that. Oh yeah, very tasty. Yeah, I'm definitely happy with that. Um, before you get into <laughs> describing that flavor at all, I just gotta uh, back onto uh the the original label breakdown <laughs> that we used to do because I was you were bringing me these beers that just have these beautiful, <laughs> this beautiful artwork on them. Uh, this little cricket on the front is
1: fantastic. I don't. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> the, their logo is awesome. I love it.
1: No, I like the the logo. At first, it's funny because I thought you were going to say with all the uh, fun artwork and some of the other beers that um, this one's actually pretty plain, but the logo itself is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I've got like a Lion King vibe going on in the background.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it's on top of the cap too, which I know you like.
0: Yeah, it's pretty great. I would uh, have to keep – I think I might save this
1: cap. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. It's it's a kind of a cool little – it's uh, almost like a less is more type of thing. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it. it's very subtle.
0: I, I dig it. So this beer is tasty. Um, Belgian flavor is hit or miss with me. Uh, this one's working.
1: Well, we've had a couple of um, these in, in recent vintage now. Uh, we had the uh, Two Roads last episode. Um, and this is actually kind of similar in that in that it doesn't let the fruity esters of those Belgian beers go wild where like you would get yeah. a, like a warmer temperature. Um, this one isn't as dry as that saison, mm-hmm. but it's still trending in that direction. It's a yeah, little. Uh, I I could see that. It's a little darker. You can taste a little bit more of the malt to it. I appreciate this one. What what makes a breakfast beer? Um, you know, I've kind of always wondered that myself. Um, I think it's typically just that it's a very very, like balanced sessionable type of beer that it's not going to overwhelm you it's not going to taste super boozy it's not going to be mm-hmm. hopping okay um but uh and without studying it um with the uh the beer certification guide um i don't know what specifically qualifies these as a as a breakfast ale that's something that's always eluded me
0: hmm. I'm gonna to. you're gonna have to get on that you're gonna have to make us one
1: I can look into that right now. I am studying up with uh, hopefully with the help of friend of the podcast, Josh Vincenzo. Oh, sorry, it's not Josh Vincenzo. That's that's his, that's how he goes on uh, on some of his stuff. It's Josh Arcaro. Actually, I thought
0: you were going to tell me there was another Josh. I was like, how many? I don't know what I don't know. Another Josh? I don't know a yeah, Josh. I
1: know. Uh, <laughs> got I, know few, I know a few Anthony's. I know some Kevin's. I know a bunch of Michaels. Uh, Everybody knows a bunch Mark of Michaels.
0: <laughs> if you don't know a bunch of Michaels, you're living under a rock. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Or in, like, Egypt or something. Maybe mainland China.
0: There's definitely uh, some Michaels floating around.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, no. So me and Josh are, since he is a world-renowned chef, or at least New York-renowned chef. <laughs> um, <laughs> love you, Josh. Uh,
0: Blowing them up. This is
1: great. <laughs> he's uh <laughs> He's um, gonna help me make a pumpkin beer oh, for yes. this bowl. Yes. <laughs> but brief brief aside can can we bring back the famed Costanzo pumpkin beer sampling?
0: Okay, we can definitely bring that back, but I can't take credit for it. That is a Michael Warren joint.
1: Well, I don't care whether Michael Warren came up with it. We did it at your apartment.
0: It was our apartment.
1: I lived yeah, with but it. I went <laughs> there for you. Michael didn't invite me. You did
0: messed up, man.
1: It was mostly your friends. I mean, it was our friends. <laughs> We're all friends. Eh. Give, give, them, give them credit. There, there would have been no pumpkin beer if it was not for Michael Warren. Okay. So the Warren, the Warren Costanzo pumpkin... Well, the thing is, he's not going to be a co-host of it this year. I, I mean, I assume you would invite him, but...
0: I'll get him involved. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the point should, is, last year
1: when we talked about doing it, we started talking about it in, like, October, and it's the beginning of yeah. September, so we, we have more time to start collecting. Oh, yeah.
0: It's not like there's anything going on in October.
1: Well, we did it in November, so fuck you.
0: <laughs> we'll do it. We'll broadcast live.
1: Um, and, uh... <laughs> Just a really trashed, you know what movie I like? <laughs> Just That's it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Just have the whole party, and then you and me, barely conscious and wasted. <laughs> Once everybody's, like... Drinking 37 pumpkin beers.
0: Yeah. Once everybody's about 12 pumpkin beers in, we'll just go around and, like, interview style and ask people about their favorite movies. That's actually... We'll make a special episode.
1: That's not a terrible idea if we could do it, like, in, like, investigative journalism type of thing. Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, uh, we're designing a pumpkin beer. Um, We are in the very early stages of that, by which I mean I sent him info on how to prepare the pumpkin... I'm looking at styles, and I'm about to start crafting the actual recipe. How does one prepare the pumpkin? What do you have uh, to do? Well, you, much in the same way that you would prepare, like, peppers to be, like, roasted red peppers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you, like, hollow out the pumpkin. You have to get baking pumpkin, which apparently there's different types of pumpkins. Huh. Um, What's a baking pumpkin look like? <laughs> uh, well, I, it's not so much what they look like as that it has more like fruit flesh in the middle and less hollow and seeds in the middle, like a carving pumpkin. Okay. All right. Um, but yes, as I was reading it, I experienced it much the same way that Scott Pilgrim experienced tea for the first time (laughs) in which I said, there's more than one kind.
0: (laughs) And then somebody read them all off and you said,
1: what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who uh, listened to our previous episode, um, that
0: one's, thank for <laughs> that one's <for> That's... you. That
1: one's you. And apparently, people keep tuning in for the first time to our Dark Night episode. Yeah, so people are keep digging keep the Dark Night episode. If this is the first Time you were hearing us, like, go check out that episode. It's yeah. one of our best ones, and apparently, the uh, audiences agree. I get notifications multiple times a week about that one. I always wonder about that because I like I can see our like downloads on SoundCloud, but I know you get more information yeah. than I do. So
0: they got I get emails when people
1: enjoy our stuff. <laughs> Really, I haven't seen any of that stuff. You, yeah. thanks for letting me know. You're welcome. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm <laughs> about ah uh, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> so, you no, know, you know what? The audience is coming in. They're coming into the bedroom to see the fight because you're the worst.
0: <laughs> Wait, I don't. Why is the audience coming into the bed? I don't get that. What are you talking about?
1: You know, I heard that like what happens behind closed doors. It's usually like, I mean, it can be a sexual thing or it can be a fighting thing. And you know, letting them into the bedroom, uh, like Got couple, things. like that's like a whole thing.
0: Okay, I don't think I've ever heard that used. I had a feel like I knew where you were going, but I don't think I've ever heard that used.
1: Yeah, I've heard it like that way a couple times, or maybe I just made it up. You'll never know. you are
0: uh, the worst. <laughs> the worst. With an O or with a U? That was with a W.
1: Nah, I figured, no, no, bad.
0: <laughs> I, I
1: wanted to see what you would say it definitely was not i mean with like two w's or
0: <laughs> who's to say
1: <laughs> so anyway i'm thinking about doing my pumpkin beer uh miraculously i remember what i was actually saying before all that um good, good the, on you
0: because i've lost it
1: <laughs> yeah i almost did it was like fluttering and i like it was about to go out the window and just i just trailed,
0: it just trails off
1: <laughs> i reached my hand out and i caught it before it made it out the window uh on the highway um Pumpkin uh, porter, I think I'm going to do. Oh, it oh, sounds so good. Right? It sounds adventurous. I feel like most pumpkin beers are not porters, so I want to do something different. When is this going to be ready? Uh, the idea is to have it ready prior to Halloween, so okay. I still have a couple weeks to okay. formulate and kick it off. That's, um, fair. That's fair. The very first all-grain Al's ales, the English Special Bitter, will be ready to drink in a few days, hopefully. Beautiful. I don't know if it's gonna be any good or not. It might be fucking awful. So, um that's something that I have to look forward to in the next couple of days. Set that
0: bar high.
1: <laughs> dread slash anticipation. I have we have reading material for dealing with anticipation. I do not have material for dealing with dread.
0: You should definitely do a follow up on that. <laughs> that would be great.
1: Um I'm trying to think of what the um Veiled subject matter that is ultimately revealed for that would be like the way that Star Wars Episode Eight right. for anticipation, because um, <sighs> the movies and things that I've been dreading like that, mm. I just actively avoid. Right.
0: So, <laughs> is that step one? I mean, <laughs> you, you have you're going to give us a list, aren't you? How to deal with dread? Don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> step one. Fuck off and
0: do anything else. <laughs> awesome. So so the pressure's on then to have the beer tasting because there is going to be your pumpkin beer making an appearance.
1: I, I That is the plan as of right now, and right. there is no reason that I, that should not be a achievable goal.
0: Excellent. I'm looking forward to it.
1: You know what else I'm looking forward to slash anticipating is the fact that I looked down at my calendar today and said, Oh, Anthony's getting married in precisely one month.
0: Damn straight. And,
1: and um, I uh, I had not sent out my RSVP yet, so that's yeah, in the mail today. A lot, lot of the key players haven't, <laughs> which is concerning. <laughs> it's in the mail today, so you're not getting it by the time you're supposed to, but you will be getting it by Monday? All right, that's fair. Um, How slow is the
0: mail where you are? <laughs>
1: Well, but I put it in like after mail collection hours today.
0: Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. So, I got.
1: Gotcha. Uh, I also booked my hotel room today, like yes. at four oh, thirty. Yes. So it's uh, <laughs> to be a bash. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, we also have your bachelor party in a couple weeks. It's happening <laughs> precisely two weeks from now.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be great. So I'm
1: pretty excited for all that. Stoked! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm psyched to go shoot some birds.
1: Are we gonna do that? Are no, we gonna do that? That's just
0: a wedding crash. reference. I have no interest in shooting
1: birds. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, because they have a shooting range. Yeah, at- I don't think
0: that that should be there with all of us drinking heavily.
1: Well, i I think we had to like pre sign waivers and stuff like that. So we're we're probably not gonna do that. Yeah, that's fair. Because. Uh, Um, Like you said, we're going to be drunk assholes, probably. Um, But it would have been kind of perfect for all that. For Alex's bachelor party, we went and threw axes, so why couldn't we shoot guns for you? I've done
0: that. Well, I didn't... Did I throw one? I didn't throw one, because I didn't feel like paying to throw them. Here's why. It was like $45 a person to throw an axe. And I was like... (laughs) Like, just one axe? No, I mean, as many as you can for the next 40 minutes or however long it was.
1: Yeah, it's basically what we did. It was kind of badass. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I was I was more concerned. So, I, um, we were with a group of people. They were fine. I was more concerned with the people around mm. us that were mm. like, like these are the guys that that like shoot up a school. That's what they looked like. I don't know how else oh. to go about this. <laughs> they, 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 they like my eyes were on them the whole time because I'm like. I gotta make sure none of these axes come over here. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I didn't want to. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that again.
1: No, we have to worry about just a couple of our own guys being jackasses, um, friendly fire and such. Friendly but fire. um, well, friendly axing. I mean, I don't. I don't know what you want me to call it. <laughs> um, where are but, you uh, throwing the axe? <laughs> well, the no, because like they, the way it was is it was like um. There was, like, two targets per, like, bay. Yeah. And it was walled off by, like, fencing. So that, like, there was, like, three bays with two targets each. So we had two of the bays. So you would be standing next to someone else also throwing an axe. Where was this? Uh, Montreal.
0: Oh. Um, this was what I went. It was called Stumpy's Hatchet House.
1: <laughs> ours was called Rage. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It was like rage, like, colon, like, axe throwing or something like that. Of course it was. Um, and, like, there was a couple times where one guy and one target was going to grab their axes, and the other guy was supposed to be waiting, and they oh. weren't. Uh. <laughs> Which, so, like, it wasn't like they were going to get hit on the fly by an axe, but the thing is, if they mistimed the throw, and it was out of phase in its rotation, mm-hmm. it would hit by, like, the handle or, like, the head of the oh, axe and oh, yeah. bounce off the target. Yeah, which is fairly and common. one or two of them came very close to hitting people. <laughs>
0: Good God. All right, so you're saying that this might be our last episode. <laughs> is that what you're I got it. No, um, because
1: we didn't sign the shit, which means they're not going to give us the guns.
0: I can see that being more of a reason <laughs> that this would be the last episode.
1: Imagine they'll lock the guns up. They're not just going <laughs> to leak them out casually. They were just there when we got there. there. was just a sign that said, please don't touch.
0: Yeah. That'll work. Paranoia is your friend. All right. Let's get into some stuff here. We got some news things to go over. I'm going to let you. Uh, news, 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 news.
1: So, again, getting into. There's
0: <laughs> uh, our new sound effect. <laughs>
1: Getting uh, into some of the uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Um, We were supposed to be recording this episode a couple days ago, uh, in which case this news was still breaking. Hmm. Uh, And that's the news that Colin Trevorrow has exited as director of Star Wars Episode 9. For those of you who don't know who Colin Trevorrow is, he directed Jurassic World, and he also directed a movie that came out a couple months ago that is... Considered one of the worst movies that's been made in the last few years. They've not said anything about that Wait, in any. what movie? Sort of, what
0: are what you talking about?
1: Uh, it was something with the name Henry in it. It was like you. Oh, you don't
0: like know it. Know it. No,
1: no, it just came out like two months ago. Okay. And it was like absolutely excoriated let's see what was it called the book of henry
0: the book henry
1: it came out in june it had naomi watts a bunch of people i've never heard of silver Saruman. oh it's because they were silver silver sarahman wow how did you not catch me on that one sarah silverman
0: i thought it was just some person i never heard of (laughs) Uh, um,
1: there's two kids who i've never heard of dean norris from breaking bad uh, Lee Pace from *Halt and Catch Fire* With slash *The Hobbit* movies slash *Guardians of the Galaxy*. Wait. He was Thranduil in the Hobbit movies, and yeah. he was you Ronan. I'm gonna
0: remember names.
1: The elven king in the Hobbit movies. Okay. And Ronan the Accuser in. Okay. *Guardians of the Galaxy* cool. the first one. Cool. Uh, this movie was with instructions from Virginia's son's carefully crafted notebook. A single mother sets out to rescue a young girl from the hands of her abusive stepfather. Uh, on IMDb, it received a 5.7 rating. Um, that doesn't Metascore sound
0: so bad, considering.
1: Metascore from Metacritic is a 31. All right. I don't know what the Rotten Tomatoes was. Now
0: we're getting in the weeds. <laughs> so um so
1: not received well is this why he was uh he was cast aside Well so they definitely didn't say that um in the press release I'm what I'm reading from is the original article which uh would broke the news uh on the rap by uh well it was co-done by Beatrice Verhoven and Umberto Gonzalez who I have been a fan of for a couple years he's done a really good job in Mostly superhero stuff, but also Star Wars, a couple other things as well. Uh, Lucasfilm and Colin Trevorrow have mutually chosen to part ways on Star Wars Episode Nine. Disney said in a statement. Colin's been a wonderful collaborator throughout the development process, but we have all come to the conclusion that our visions for the project differ. We wish Colin the best, and we'll be sharing more information about the film soon. Now, when The Book of Henry came out and just got completely lambasted there was speculation then, like, is this going to panic Lucasfilm and Disney? Mm-hmm. But that was, you know, two months ago.
0: You know the main person in charge of hiring him on, who saw the movie and was just like,
1: fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because most people seemed to like Jurassic World. I enjoyed the movie. I loved it was a I great a, movie. I, I had a great time with that movie. It was fun. It wasn't yeah. a Great movie, per yeah. se. Um, so that was what he really got hired based off of. Um, right. But The Book of Henry was a critical and commercial flop, as this article put it. So there's been some speculation that they feared that movie and what happened to it.
0: <laughs> hmm. Well, that's all right. I though, mean, that
1: was the reason for his exit.
0: Eight's not out yet, so we got some time. We're just firing yeah. directors left and right. <laughs> no,
1: the, the timeline of this firing is way more manageable than the firings of Phil Lord and Chris Miller.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. That movie
1: was already fully being shot. They only just started to like making Episode Nine, I believe. Yeah. I know. I know that he had uh, Ryan Johnson shoot at least one scene for him for episode nine. Okay. I know they said that a couple months ago. Well,
0: oh, we got like what, like two and a half years before that comes out. Uh, probably. They got they got time to get it right. It'll be fine. I um, I don't have any strong feelings towards this. I don't really care, to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't have any strong feelings. I just think it's noteworthy. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: They're noteworthy, sure, but it's it's so early on, I feel like the way they do things it, it, it'll be fine. I'm not concerned. I'm also like if you're looking at the not to say like you know, this guy's hasn't done anything great. I mean, I really did enjoy Jurassic world, but i don't I don't really I wouldn't have never guessed, oh, the director that made Jurassic world, he's gonna do a Star Wars movie,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, oh that was kind of I think when they announced he was gonna be hired was a lot of people's like reaction to that. And so.
0: Someone in the background went, Hey, it's that one guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's that one guy. Uh. You know what's funny? Um, weird aside, um, and I, I do kind of want to come up and wrap up that topic first, but um, that Culkin, uh, I just saw in something the other day, which I've not the first time I've seen the movie, but I forgot that he was in it. Um, Cider House Rules?
0: Nope. Didn't no. No, you it. don't know the movie? Or? Don't, no, I didn't see it.
1: Oh okay, uh, <laughs> uh, was, just uh, just
0: no. Take from that what you will.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd rather, it was it, it was a year or two before um, the first Spider-Man movie. Uh, so it was younger Tobey Maguire. Oh,
0: wow. was he crying it, in that movie too? Uh,
1: no, he was pretty stoic in that movie actually. Right. Um, that's actually kind of a defining characteristic of him in that movie. Hmm. Uh, it was him, young Charlie Theron, young Paul Rudd, younger Michael uh-huh. Caine, Delroy Lindo. Delroy Lindo, yes. Yeah, woo, love that guy. He plays a real jerk. Bad dude. He's a bad dude. <laughs> no, he is. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen that movie, we're we're fully covered under spoilers here. I will not go into it, but he's a bad dude.
0: I was uh. I went silent there for a minute because all I could think about was him in Gone in 60 Seconds and then how you don't like that movie and how I was severely disappointed. It Forgot just, he was it, even in that movie. Just made me sad. Just made me real sad.
1: I think of him, um, uh, assuming that I've got the right guy, which I'm pretty sure I do, um, from Ransom.
0: Wow, that's a throwback. Yep. <laughs> Damn. Yep. Ransom was great. Great cast, too. Yeah, he was definitely in that.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was him. He's the FBI agent. Yeah. That has a great agent cast. Lonnie Hawkins. <laughs> What's his name?
0: Lonnie Hawkins.
1: Yeah, that sounds right. That has a great cast, uh, and a lot of people who like weren't famous yet or were just getting famous.
0: Yeah. I remember that movie just being intense while to in that.
1: It is a very intense movie.
0: Solid flick. We should go back to some of those some of those movies. Tear those down. <laughs> Old, old throwback movies? I mean, that's not... It depends on who you talk to. That wouldn't necessarily be old, old. It's old, old in relation to our ages.
1: (laughs) Well, but I mean, the oldest movie that we've done so far is like 10 years ago, and that's 20 years ago.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Well, no, we did Star Wars. (laughs) Uh,
1: That's true, I guess. But that was different. Lawyered. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, you want to get into Legend?
0: Um, before we do that, I have a question for you. How do you feel about horror Mm -hmm. movies?
1: Why, do you want to go watch it?
0: I really, really do. (laughs) Um, I also like my sleep, though. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, I'm that, like, when, at the end of the night, when there's nothing else making noise, and I'm trying to go to sleep, if I've just watched a horror movie, there's, there's no sleep. (laughs) There's just horrible, horrible thoughts. the,
1: The funny thing is, is, um... So I'm not a huge horror movie fan. Um mm-hmm. like, I like suspense thriller type movies, but I, like outright horror, I'm not usually like a huge fan of. That's fair. Um, not like I can't watch them. I just part of it's because usually they're not very good.
0: Yeah. No, that I
1: don't bother springing for like giving up my time to watch that. Um, though the times that I often see those movies are right before I go to bed. Yeah. What? Like, see, bad decisions. I don't know know. why I do that. (laughs) And I usually mostly don't do it on purpose, but somehow I keep doing it.
0: Yeah. I'm going to sit down and watch this movie. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's over. It's 3 at night. What happened?
1: (laughs) Like, recently, this is like maybe a month or two ago, I was watching. I I threw something on that was on my DVR, um, and when the movie was over, like, I turned off the recording, and whatever channel was on, like, underneath it, like, came on. Mm-hmm. And it was the this movie called Morgan. I don't know if you remember that movie. came out like maybe a year or so ago. That's Schwarzenegger? No. Uh, it's oh, my Kate name. Mara. What? What am
0: I thinking of? Maggie. I'm thinking Maggie. of Maggie. Uh, <laughs> with,
1: uh, the zombie daughter? <laughs> yeah. No, this was Kate Mara and Rose Leslie and a few other people. Morgan, it was called? Yes. Oh, and it was up. kind of an ex machina type of thing. But more the kind of horror thriller element. Okay. And I don't know why I watched the like because it was like probably twenty or thirty minutes into the movie maybe. And um, oh, Paul Giamatti was randomly in it too. Wow. I forgot about because he's only in it for a little bit. Um, a, he's a creepy dude. Yeah, he Just played a general. Role. He really, really being made. Creepy. He made the most of his screen time in that movie. Okay. Um. And Toby Jones, I think, was in it too. He's always creepy too. Toby
0: Jones. Who's that?
1: That sounds familiar. You know him even if you can't picture him right now. He was an Atomic Blonde. He was the one of the uh, like the British bosses. He's in Captain America. Mm. Oh He's- that guy. Was-
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I, just looked guy. Up. I would never know that guy by name. But yeah, weird shape head guy.
1: Yeah. Well I've seen him in like fifteen things now, so I've just learned his name at this point.
0: Nice. Well, that's, fair. Um, that's fair. But yeah,
1: that's so scary. I watched that movie from like 20 or 30 minutes in. I think the reason I bothered to watch it is because like... I was like, oh, I'm going to go upstairs to bed in like 5 or 10 minutes. Like, oh, I was like... I'm
0: sorry. Hold hold on. I looked him up. He, he played Dobby the house elf in Harry Potter? <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> How did I not know that?
0: Whew, that's great. Anyway, go on. <laughs>
1: I should have known that. That's awesome. What a fun... Yeah. That's weird that I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, sorry, I was a little shook by that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh, like I think I was like, I had like a text and I was like answering this text. I was like, oh, I'm going to be here for five minutes. I won't bother changing the channel or turning off the TV. Like, I'll just turn it all off at once. Uh, and then I watched the the final two-thirds of the movie. Uh, <laughs> nice. And it's like, it's like one of those creepy, if an AI was real type of movie, you know what I mean? Where like, right. it's trying to fit in and the scientists are way too engrossed in their project and this and that and it's like not out and out horror per se but it's like you don't want to be mixed up in those events Mm -hmm. you don't want to think about this thing being real right now you don't need to watch that grisly gruesome death right before you go to sleep yeah and um yeah i saw it all uh and i was like okay that was a bad choice I don't I don't
0: know that that mo- like a movie like that would get me. For me, the ones that really creep me out are like the like even the even like the just like the mass murderer people movies like th- those things don't creep me out. It's like the it's the supernatural stuff and like the just things that you like don't have any sort of explanation that are very well, creepy he- to me and then those are the ones that get me thinking. It's like then when you hear a creak you're like, "Yep, they're coming to get me." <laughs> well,
1: for me, it's, for me, it's the, whether or not it's supernatural, it's the, you know, the person who is not suspecting anything bad is going to happen, and then they walk into their room, and there's the guy in a pig mask, Allah Saw, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. right behind the door, yeah. and then you get that pressing, like, down on you music and, or horrible rapey type of things that happen to you. Mm-hmm slash murdery slash choking type of things and it's like that's what gets me so it's like oh i'm tired my reflexes aren't where they need to be the house is really quiet your defense
0: right now is uh, stop
1: yeah and i'm walking up the stairs and oh i didn't see that small box sitting right around the corner and i tripped over it and oh my god i'm being murdered nope okay i just tripped over that box great
0: (laughs) you you died of a heart attack
1: yeah no literally that's not a joke like my heart will race the next 10 minutes it's like oh i guess i'll just go to sleep an hour from now that's fine
0: right yeah no i i I get that um there's this movie though i'm very interested by it because uh, from the things that i've been reading and the reviews that i've been hearing i i really want to check out the performance of these kids it sounds like they did a really great job
1: and the tracking numbers and everything it's it's if you really want to see it, I'll watch it. It's, this isn't really my thing, but I'll I'll see it if you want to. Do
0: you want to see it together? I will hold your
1: hand. <laughs> I don't want to hold your hand, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, no. I love you, and I'm looking forward to our next opportunity to have an in-person recording. Yes, uh, yes. But I don't want to hold your hand in this movie, no.
0: Yeah, I don't. You know, it's funny. Like, I want to see this. I like, think these kids are going to be great in it. Um, and then the the flip side of that is kids can be fucking terrifying in horror movies.
1: <laughs> that's yeah, the other, I mean th- that, that first part. trailer with the kids screaming "I want to float" was pretty yeah. horrible. Yo, fucked too! Good god, yes. shut up!
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it's scary. I think we should check it out. I think it would be uh, interesting to break down a horror movie. I've I- I've seen a handful. I'm, i I've seen a decent amount of horror movies. I feel like, but. I've only ever liked a few of them. Uh, The Conjuring, I will never watch again, not because it (laughs) wasn't good. It was awesome, um, but it was terrifying. I'll never watch that again. The first Halloween reboot that Rob Zombie did, really enjoyed that. The second one, the sequel to his reboot, worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: (laughs) Um, I don't remember the last outright horror movie I saw.
0: Right. This will be it. Like, Meaning, like, like,
1: meaning, like a new release. You yeah. know what I mean, mm-hmm.
0: I, I think we should check it out. Let's, let's, let's see what this is all about.
1: Like, it was probably Saw six. Oh, you stopped there too.
0: Yes. Yeah, hey, I didn't see that last one, and now there's another one coming out, so I don't feel so bad about it.
1: Yeah. Well, I, so it's funny because I saw the first one, and that is a genuinely good movie. Oh, yeah, the first one's great. Um, and I like the second one too.
0: I can't remember what happened in this. Oh, is that the with the house? the? Yes, where they're yeah, all in the house. that one was good. And the, uh, spoiler. Um, Kid's, Kid in the Safe? Is that...
1: Yes, yes. Ah, okay, yeah. Um, but I mean, that movie came out 15 years ago, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen it, you're not going to, I'm guessing.
1: The third one, I think I saw, like, when it first made it to HBO or whatever. And then that was the last one I kept up with. And then I remember when I was, uh, like, a freshman in college, like, one of my, like, mates was, like a huge fan of the Saw movies and wanted to see. I think it was it was the fifth or the sixth one. I think it was the sixth one was coming out while we were in school. And I was like, well, I saw the first three. Like, no one else wanted to go. And I was like, well, I like the first three, but the third one kind of went off the rails a bit for me. So, And he's like, no, 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 you have to watch the fourth and the fifth. Like, just watch them. Like, if we can get them, like, cheap or whatever, like, just watch them. And if, like, you're into it, like, let's go see the sixth one. Like, I was like, all right, fine. So... We got one other friend who was on board to go with us, and we, like, we just happened to be at Walmart and saw it, and there was a pack of the first five for, like, 18 bucks. We're like, mm, it's basically a no-brainer. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> we watched the fourth and the fifth one, and I was like, I actually got re-interested in the, once I realized how they expanded the story so much. The connected story is actually really good.
0: Yeah, It. I, that's that's the intricacy like of everything is is what's awesome about that because there's there's something to figure out. I love that aspect because that kept my mind running the entire time, like what's actually going on and trying to figure out you know the puzzle for yourself. I love that because I love a movie like that. Yeah, um,
1: I thought it was stupid at the time, like as I was watching the third, but once I'd seen the first five, I was like, okay, you know what? This has created this genuinely interesting web of stuff. Like, I'm back on board, and so we saw the six one, like it was fine or whatever. And I meant to see the seven one, which was supposed to be the so final one, and I never ended up getting around yeah. to seeing
0: it. Yeah, I didn't see it either. But now there's another one coming out, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. So if you want to watch it, I guess I'll drag myself to the theater soon. Sweet. See, if, I'll see if I can find someone to go with me.
0: Okay. I mean, I, I also don't I don't have a rush on this one. Sure. But it does seem like one that we could, you know, maybe October, you know, Halloween beer. Pumpkin, I mean, it's definitely punk, pumpkin beer, to, not a Halloween right? beer. That's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween time, um, but yeah, all right, cool. Well, that, so uh, uh, look, look forward to that. Forward we'll to uh, that. we'll check out a horror movie at some point. So let's get into Legend.
1: Sure.
0: Overall, you know, what? let's go to let's go to the IMDb. This is actually another funny thing because this uh, trails right along the end of that um, that horror movie combo. The Plot on IMDb. Identical twin gangsters, Ronald and Reginald Cray, terrorize London during the 1960s. Is that a... Is that, that, that makes it sound like a horror movie. I would watch that movie. It
1: sounds yeah. interesting. I mean... Just twins screwing with you the whole time? <laughs> yeah. The, if you had done that sort of thing where it was like... Like, basically like two Jack the Rippers walking the streets together yeah. in tandem.
0: That'd be interesting. Uh... The movie was was good. Yeah, solid. Solid it's, movie. It's it's not it it's not like incredible. It doesn't like set itself apart from like movies like where it's like, "Oh, like this is like the quintessential gangster movie or anything like that." But no, uh, no, it's it close. is a it is a it's a good gangster flick. Yeah, good solid uh, movie. It's it's well done. There's a couple of they, I mean with with any with anything, there's you know there's there's a few things, a few gripes that I have with it, but um, overall I, I I enjoyed it and it flew
1: into the radar.
0: Like the uh, movie came out, I,
1: in I remember there being a lot of hype for not so much the movie as the experience of the dual Tom Hardys, or as I put in the, in my notes, a tale of two Hardys. Mm, fair. Um, but there wasn't very much hype or that I hear much conversation for the actual movie itself once it had come out
0: yeah I actually I remember like when it was coming out I do remember seeing a trailer and then like a lot and then yeah for like a few like when I saw a couple movies I saw the trailer was it was consistently there and then I don't remember it actually coming out and then it it was gone and I never heard of it again
1: yeah, I experienced it kind of the same way. I don't even think it was trailers. I think it was uh, like actually commercials on TV for like a couple of weeks, and then once it came out, like I never, I like I think I like one day I was like, I wonder whatever happened with that Tom Hardy movie. Yeah. Like looked it up. It was like, oh, uh, it got kind of just middling reviews.
0: Yeah, which hey, I'm I'm still down to see that. I'm cool with that. Um, I like a good uh, dramatization of a of a story like based on something that actually happened. That's that's those could be fun to watch.
1: Yeah. Although we kind of got the best of Tom Hardy and the worst of Tom Hardy. Oh Hardy-ness.
0: my God! I'm glad you went there.
1: <laughs> well, because I know it's been your big pet peeve, and at first what? I didn't think much of it, but then as time has gone on, I've I've kind of come to your side on this, where like they keep casting Tom Hardy to mumble at us, right. and I don't know why. Because yeah. what is the deal he, with that? When he's playing Ronnie, and he's actually—I mean, it's, it's obviously like not his normal voice, but like mm-hmm. it's a functional voice really really good yeah. and he's annoying as Reggie or the other way around I uh, forget.
0: no Reggie's Reggie's the voice that you can That Reggie's the the good one
1: yeah okay yeah. Ronnie's back- the bad them. one I had them backwards with the first then um so I'm like why do that and I guess we're I mean we're talking about this as a real life person so maybe he really was awkward like that and he was certainly a man with his problems um and I will say as we get into it a little bit later um Kind of the twist in their characters ended up surprising me a fair amount um, as we got on towards the end of the movie, but um, yeah, I just don't get why I'm fully with you on this now. I don't get why they keep making him do voices it's, you can't understand. It's very
0: frustrating, and it bothers me mostly because he's a good actor.
1: Yeah. Like, well, this movie like really drives it home because you see both instances of it on screen.
0: Yeah. Like, he... He's very good at being uh, uh like this kind of daunting presence, which you get with the Ronald character, the the one that we can't stand his his voice because this guy's yeah. a psycho, and he seems gigantic. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's um if that was the intent, but he he looks like he's like this hulking psychopath, and then you get the Reggie smooth talking um gangster like brawler like really cool interesting character that you want to get into, uh. But yeah, oh my god, is it annoying? It's like, and then one of the time, it's like that's just that, that is your that's your Bane voice. Like, they're, they're, yes. it's right, it's right there. Like, like stop. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, well, you know what?
1: It was like, it wasn't the whole time, but there was a couple of specific scenes where I was like, that's purely Bane without the modulation.
0: Right. It was. Uh, it's very, it's very frustrating. I will say, as frustrating as that character was, there's a couple of scenes in the movie that you know there's. There's, some good, there's a couple of chuckles throughout the movie. It's got, oh, some, yeah, this it's got some humor. Um, but he is... He, a, annoying Bane Tom Hardy is responsible for the funniest line in the movie that had me cracking up where he says, excuse me, can I have another egg? I've eaten this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just lost it. <laughs> that was a good line.
0: I will say, I actually... like On the topic of his, of his mumbling, though, I... 20 minutes into the movie? 15 minutes into the movie? I put the subtitles on.
1: Really? That, was I, that literally, like, very- I just
0: couldn't understand. And, and it wasn't just him. <laughs> there was a lot of thick English accents that I couldn't get through. But it was him specifically that I couldn't understand a word he was saying at one point. I was like, this is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, there was a couple of guys in the crew as well who were a little bit tough. Because it was like that really like over-the-top, like poor like cockney type of accent. Yeah, it was like, a very rough. Um, although... As funny as that line was, I, I think some of the funnier stuff overall was um, actually Taryn Edgerton in a pretty surprising role. Yeah, didn't see that coming. <laughs> Man, Teddy Smith, I had no idea. I didn't even think I knew that he was in the movie prior to seeing it, and then seeing him play, like, an absolutely, like, stereotypical, like, flaming, like, gay guy was, like, yeah. I was very surprised by that. <laughs> The scene where he goes to intimidate the club owner that Reggie tried to buy in with mm-hmm. was hysterical. Where he's just walking down the bar, tipping the over. glasses, yeah, and oh, then he yeah. just starts sweeping them off.
0: <laughs> oh, that was a yeah. Like there is, there's, a, there's a bunch of scenes in there that are just like they're comical. They're they're fun to watch. Uh, there was another. I don't know why he's front and center of Ronald of the uh, of the funny ones, but when he's talking to. Um, Chaz Palmenteri, what's his uh, name in the movie? Do you remember?
1: Oh, I don't remember. Uh, uh, b- b- I have it here, uh, Angelo. Like,
0: Angelo, when he's talking to Angelo, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, we're gonna get some drinks, like we're gonna get you some girls," and he just like, "I like boys." That yes. was that's his bane voice. That's where it came in. It was one of those lines. <laughs> yeah, and then, but it was just like the way that that was delivered, and then like the super tension that's between them because it's the 1960s. Yes. Right, and. You're talking to an Italian mob boss, <laughs> and, and like you like it's just silent that scene for a while. I was like, "Oh, I'm uncomfortable.
1: Someone's gonna punch somebody." <laughs> and, and it wasn't even that line. Like that line was good, but it was the explanation that followed. Yeah, where he's basically like, you know, oh yeah, I was you know told that you know telling the truth. You got to be true to yourself and this and that. And, you know, yeah, uh, that's, <laughs> rather than lead you on, I mean, um, <laughs> I, the the Chaz Palmenteri just like laughing it off. Like, yeah. Good for you, man. Like yeah. you got flaws. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. He's he's tremendous. Yeah, I mean, he only had a couple of little uh, scenes there, right? Yeah, but I,
0: when he's on screen, though, you're, I, I, he's very, he's so captivating. Yeah, he's,
1: he's I a great mean, actor. Well, really, the my biggest. I mean, I've seen a Bronx Tale, but for me, it's always, it's always him in Night at the Roxbury's Mr. Zadir. Oh, absolutely. I, Did you grab my ass? <laughs> <Yeah>. He is <laughs> so tricks. fucking funny in that movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, and he was good in uh, the Usual Suspects, and he, yeah, he was good in, in Bronx Tale, obviously. But um, now him as the was fucking hysterical.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. And, you know, good good on him though, because like I that didn't come to mind, and for him to be able to just jump around and play roles like that and just own them and not get stuck in one of them that's that's awesome. Yeah. He's oh my god, he's great. Oh my god! I can't stop thinking about Mrs. Zadir. <laughs> get Mrs. over Zadir! here, you pet detective bastard! <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was funny, but uh, there is a yeah, so good humor throughout, like 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 peppered throughout the movie, um, which is good, um, especially in a movie like that where there's a lot of people getting killed and terrible things happening and bad people. Look, they, they get a couple chuckles out of you, which is fun. Oh yeah.
1: Well, how about that um, that big fight scene in the bar with the twins? Oh, my God. That was great. Yeah. The whole setup, the the way they executed it was fucking phenomenal. I, I mean, I loved the fake out by Ronnie where, you know, oh, I thought we were going to fight. You know, you come here bringing guns, you know, this yeah. and that. I, I thought we were going to fight and this and that. And it's like, oh, wow. He totally just fucking finessed his way out the door. Like, yeah. is he seriously going to hang his brother at the drive? That's fucked up.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he comes back with hammers.
1: Yeah, no yeah. It's like, the oh way, God. <laughs> it's the way that he sneaks back in where you're like Yeah, this is a little bit more what I expected.
0: Yeah. And it's not even that. It, yeah, it's the way he sneaks back in. You're like, oh yeah, this is gonna get great. And then what does he say? He's like a, a schizophrenic gangster walks into a bar. Like what, what he, he like sets up a punchline. Yeah, he sets
1: it up like a joke oh and God. they're like waiting for it, and then they just both start taking everyone out?
0: That was good. That was good. There was uh, the other... There's another fight scene in a bar later on between the two of them, and it's, like, really fun to see, like... Well, also... Yeah, it, it, yeah well, it's fun, it's fun to see that. It's also fun to see that he was able to create these two characters that you, like... Yeah, they, they really felt like brothers. Yeah. Like, the way that they were brawling and, like, the way that they still, like, have each other's backs because they're family. But, like, he... I will say it's a credit to him... Because the effects were terrible. <laughs> like, th- like they did a better job in the Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan
1: <laughs>
0: of having the same person on screen twice than they did with this movie.
1: Really, I-, I actually didn't notice. I mean, I was a little bit tired when I was watching the movie, so maybe I just my my like kind of vision wasn't on it as much. But uh, I didn't notice anything that was like immersion breaking for me.
0: There was, uh, yeah, there were definitely, it's the scenes where they're, the two of them are both on screen at the same time, not interacting with each other, but just being themselves. Like, there'll be a guy sitting in a chair in the middle, and the two of them are on either side. Mm. It looks really bad if you focus on it. Oh, uh, yeah, like, I guess I didn't. It just doesn't, for some reason, it just doesn't work. But when they're, when he's interacting with himself
1: hats off that was great i don't know how you did that which is surprising you would have thought it would have been the other
0: way around exactly but that, i think that's what i'm saying like the that's credit to him i think he because again i really do think that he's a great actor aside from his mumbling his mumbling yells yeah. uh but yeah the effects did did not help <laughs> yeah, that was all him
1: <laughs> yeah the fight scene was good because like you said is like kind of you really felt like, were, like there was real stakes there, right? You kind of see the anger and anguish that, you know, that close of a connection would would really engender in that sort of situation where, like... They're not... Like, they're kind of pulling their punches in the beginning and then they're really letting it fly.
0: Yeah. And then, like, they... Somebody wants to break it or... What is... Was Francis want to break it up? And they're like, you can't. Like, you got to let them work it out. They're brothers or something like that. It's like, it's just the way that they they did it. they handled it it was really it, it was really well done yeah i enjoyed that a lot um, that uh oh my god i was gonna, I, I was about to, to bring something up and i lost it I'll, I'll bring it back later okay um do you want to release the veil of spoilers so we can talk about a few more things or do you have anything that you can cover before that
1: uh, no, I mean we might as well get fully there. I mean we're, yeah. we've all, I mean I guess we haven't really been dodging around it, but somehow we've managed to keep it uh, relatively spoiler free here. Yeah.
0: So uh, I would say I mean if you like Tom Hardy or if you like a gangster flick, um, check it out. It's it's a fun. It's it's a good movie. It's not. It, it's not like I said. It's not. It's not incredible. Like it's not going to blow you away. But you're you'll enjoy it. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, that being said, let's get into it. The. Really powerful scene because I want to stick on the two of them, like the two of them on the two of them being Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy with glasses. <laughs> uh, the like when he stabs that guy to death and slips the knife in his pocket and whispers in his ear, "That's because I can't kill you."
1: Oh wow! I thought we were going to build up to that no. um a little bit more seriously than that.
0: No, that scene. I just, uh, that scene is just. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, he's so, he's just like full of rage as he stabs that guy to death, and it's like, good God, man.
1: <laughs> Which, I mean, let's not let's not sugarcoat it. That guy deserved to die way earlier than he did. That guy was the fucking worst.
0: <laughs> I mean, he shot Lupin. That was Lupin, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, they shot David Thulis. They, uh, uh, he shot David Thulis. He um, robbed them he was just generally bad at his job. There was that, that.
0: I love that too. It's like you see it coming, like from from early on. They set the stage. Like this guy is gonna screw something up royally from the first time you meet him. He's like in trouble because he did something. And Tom he He was yeah. skimming money off of their take. Tom Hardy, or Reg, Reggie, plays it cool. You know, he's like he's like making it like oh like why are you bringing this to me right now? I'm on a date. Blah blah blah. You gonna do this again? No. Punches him in the face. And it's just the way that he just like rocks someone in the face. You're like, he's gonna hit him. Like it's gonna happen. Yeah. Like he hits people. That's his that's this guy's MO. We were told in the very opening lines of the movie. He hits people, and when the other guy says interesting, he has no idea what you're talking about. Those are two <laughs> things that you take with you through the whole movie.
1: <laughs> I do love that they do that running joke starting with that scene. Yeah. Where he hands him a cigarette. Yep. And it's when he gets handed the cigarette, that's when you know he's definitely getting punched oh, in the yeah. scene.
0: You're going to get rocked.
1: <laughs> Cuz they do it like two or three more times.
0: <laughs> I, I will not it's funny though. It's like I guess it's because the other brother told him to do it. Like he was you know coming coming in there thinking this shit doesn't stink. Like, "Oh, like you're not going to get one. You didn't do it. <laughs> you, you didn't kill him, right?" That's yeah. so what the hell? And two you're not just going to get away with it. You know the other guy's going to be pissed. Like Oh yeah. You got to see it coming just like that early scene. You know he's going to get punched in the face. We all know as the audience. He's not just going to walk out of this room just like, you know, unscathed.
1: <laughs> well, the, the thing about it is, had he actually killed him, he would have gotten away with it. Probably. Because Reggie would have known that Ronnie put the hit out on him, but he wouldn't have necessarily known who did it. Right. right, yeah, I mean that is true. It was the guy fucking failing at the easiest task in the world that got him killed.
0: Which I honestly, that was so great when he fights back. I'm like, oh, he's not, he's not just gonna get shot right now. This is awesome. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and he's like cursing him out. I was like, just like you're, you're not, you're not scared. You're really annoyed. Like that's what I got out of him, and that's like, fuck! Really? Really? Are
1: you serious? (laughs) You're gonna shoot me right now here?
0: (laughs) But yeah, that was uh, that. That scene was gruesome.
1: I actually really liked uh, David Thewlis in this. Yeah,
0: no, he's he's good. He's solid.
1: He's a good actor in general. Mm -hmm. You you didn't you don't watch Fargo, right? No. He was really good in the newest season of Fargo. Um, He played just the fucking worst guy. Like, just physically repulsing. The worst. Yeah, no. And, like, he's a douchebag and, like, just vile but clever and entertaining as well. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, he – I just like him in general as an actor and he was good in this because he kind of, like, they let him, like, let out his sense of humor a little bit more. Where he's like, he's drinking, and he's one of the guys, yeah. and like, you know, he's not a tough guy, but he's one of the guys, and he's got a couple of clever lines, and...
0: Mm-hmm. Still a crook. He's a, he's a crook like the rest of them. Oh, definitely. It's great. No, I
1: mean, he kind of got what was coming to him, like anyone would in this situation. It was just like, it was just a stupid situation. The fact that Ronnie didn't trust him, like, when he clearly wasn't trying to screw them over, he authored their destruction yeah. with his weird suspicions of him. Mm-hmm. 100%. 'Cause no one was gonna turn on them except for the one dude who you tried to fucking kill. Right. Oh, so stupid.
0: So stupid, Ronnie. <laughs> you could have had it all.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I thought I kind of wanted us to play around with the whole build up to um them to, to, to Reggie killing uh, and even, what, what what was that fucking guy's name? Was that was that Albert?
0: Uh Albert sounds right. Let's see. Let's see if I could find it.
1: I think he's the top guy on IMDB there.
0: Albert Yeah, Donahue.
1: That's gotta be him, right? Um
0: I don't think it is. No. Sure. No. He's just one of the other He's one of the other guy like one of the other crew. Let me see if I could find this guy. It's gonna drive me nuts. Cause I was gonna say that doesn't really look like him.
1: Uh, I don't know. I thought that was him. Um. Unless it is it is it Jack? It was Jack, wasn't it? Jack, Jack McVitie. McVitie.
0: McVitie. Uh, yep. That was him.
1: Okay.
0: I remember his weird face.
1: Yeah. But uh, yeah, and uh, the, yeah, because that scene was really the crux of this whole movie. Right? Is him fucking finally snapping and killing him Uh, I guess we've kind of seen him moving towards being on the edge for a while but that was, uh, I I wanted to get into that with kind of one of my notes um, but uh, I don't really have a good way to segue into that at the moment we can kind of circle back around to it I guess but just the way he delivers that line after all of it, after Mm -hmm. just completely releasing that pent up rage. uh, Ah, That's so good. Why'd you do it? Uh, Because I can't do it. Why'd you go and do that? (laughs)
0: Ah, that was rough. That, it, but now this is all I forget. Uh, if you could get the sequencing right for me, this is after he finds out about Francis, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Because he was going like that, and this is the other one of my other notes that I have down here, which is like the heartbreaking part of this is that he was he was going legit, like he was ready to leave Allegedly. it all behind. Allegedly. Well, it it seems that way. Because he had the tickets, whatever you know, you never know with him. Because he also promised things and he doesn't deliver. But it, the idea being that 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 makes it have a bigger impact. The fact that he was like choosing to leave this this life of like power behind and run away with his wife and and not look back. Like that was like the that's what you're supposed to get out of these him having these two tickets on him when he's arrested. But yeah. oh, that just that just kills because like, because you like him you you want he's a bad guy you know he's oh, not, yeah. he's not good by any means but you like him because you he's the he's the character that you're you're rooting for this whole movie even if he's not a good person
1: <laughs> yeah well you see like those like flashes of decency and that's why you kind of want to root for him plus he's just yeah, you know, he's cool right yeah um, but you watch him beat people's faces in and have people killed and stuff like that and um. It's hard to argue that he's a good guy, right? But you still right. kind of find yourself rooting for him because, I guess, for no other reason than that he's charming, right?
0: Yeah, that's that really is it.
1: Um. So yeah, it's well, it's not even heartbreaking because of the the whole thing with the tickets. It's because this this girl gets Ugh. swept up into this thing and she pays with her life, right? Yeah,
0: that's. That, it's funny they. Um... She narrates the movie, and then the, at the point where she dies, like, she says that line, like, oh, you, you know, you thought just because I was narrating it that I was going to get through this alive or something like that?
1: It's funny because... I didn't feel that way. I... That was a bit of a roller coaster for me, because once I realized they were having her narrate, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then things, as they're progressing, I was like, this movie is going to end with her... Or, like, at some point, I was like, she's going to end up dying, isn't she, at some point? this This has tragedy written all over it
0: yeah
1: um and i was like so i wondered is the narration cut out there and then she says that line i was like okay that's a little bit of like fourth wall breaking that uh that i found interesting i kind of like it was cool
0: but i would say i i think it would have been it would have been more fun for me if I didn't see it coming that she would be dying. Like, I I felt like early on, I was like, oh, like, I mean, from the minute that this girl gets into cahoots with this guy, you're like, oh, this is not, no matter where this story goes, she's dating gangster dude. It's not going to go well.
1: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to end with death, but you know that that story never ends happily for that character.
0: Right. It it, it, it is a, that aside, like, knowing aside, like, that's going to happen, that was a cool thing to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, I found that interesting, and um, that, and I, I had a, like the same. I had a note in here too, as well, saying like the uh, about the narration because I was, I found the way they executed that and delivered that to you was interesting throughout the movie.
0: Yeah, did
1: the, did the end of the movie drag for you? Um. Maybe just a little bit. So but here,
0: it, this is a serious question because the way that I have this note written down is: did the did it drag at the end, or did I just really have to pee? Because I really had to pee, but see, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that was the reason.
1: It's funny because um, towards the end, I, I was getting a little bit tired, and I was watching it rather late. Um, so the v- I didn't have a, a quote unquote like dragging at like the very end. Um, it for me, it was actually. Before they broke up that I must have maybe been dozing across like a three or four minute Mm. like time frame because I don't remember how or why he started to snap. Like it didn't make sense to me. It seemed like it was incongruous with with the character up until that point.
0: Wait, how or why who snapped? Reggie. At what point?
1: Before he started treating her like actual shit, like before he raped her, before she left, oh, that was confusing to me because I didn't think I ever lost consciousness and fell asleep fully, but I must have because it didn't make sense to me when he changed over from being kind of relatively happy-go-lucky to being outright abusive.
0: Did he snap after um, Angelo told him that he's got to do something about his brother?
1: I guess maybe, but it, I guess it, for whatever reason that didn't make a direct correlation in my mind with yeah. the time I was watching it. No,
0: now that you're saying it, I can't. I can't pinpoint it either, and that's that's interesting.
1: It seems like that's why I was wondering if I actually fell asleep for a few minutes because it feels like I missed a scene.
0: Right. But that's like, the only thing that I could missed. think of. I could be wrong about when that happened. I, I could see that being the reason. Like he's maybe strung out because they're gonna something's gonna happen to his brother because he's yeah. screwing things up and. The mafia knows about it like i don't know if that if if that's what did it um
1: i mean it definitely played into hmm. it i think but it didn't follow logically to me and that's why i ended up being a little confused around that that time
0: i'm confused right now because i really don't remember either if that was the reason behind it but i do like there's a a part where he shifts and it's like Oh, you're a dick now. Like, I, like, it was, like
1: a really aggressive shift, right? Because like he was neglectful for some time, right? But he went from neglectful to outright hostile and abusive to her, and I was like, did I miss a scene where like she tried to poison him or something? Like, what right. the fuck happened?
0: Is it after he gets arrested the second
1: time? What do you mean? Um, did he get arrested? Um,
0: he winds up back oh, in jail, you- and she's pissed at him.
1: No, no, it's like after that. It's like, after- not like yeah. right after. It's like several. Wow minutes like that's like 20 minutes after that or something like that it was a pretty long movie
0: all right yeah so maybe it did drag i'm not really sure that <laughs> that,
1: that was the section and a, part of the dragon was i guess because i was just getting tired and part of it was i ended up getting confused but after she kills herself from that point on which is what i would consider the ending of the movie hmm. i didn't feel it dragged there because that's where we get him really pushed to the edge. We get him going to the party. We get him yeah. killing um, whatever the fuck his name was, um, Jack, mm-hmm. um, and all that. And then we get there. That was both aggressive. Aggressive. What?
0: I keep thinking about that scene. That was aggressive. It uh, sure was. That murder. Whew. Yeah, he killed him dead. He stabbed him, and then he stabbed him about... 18 more times. <laughs> and then he like put the knife in his throat and like ripped his throat out. I was like, what in the He's dead. The guy's
1: dead. <laughs> it's like that um that's that Simpsons uh scene. Stop, stop, he's already
0: dead. Yeah. With <laughs> that uh what about that family guy scene where he's skinning the cat?
1: Oh yeah. The cats have nine Peter's lives. Skin.
0: One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> Peter, stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's how I felt after, like, the third stab.
1: Yeah, no, he just keeps going over and over. He really, um... He really got all up in there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What else you got?
1: Um, actually, I was just thinking of something... Oh! Well, I kind of had a note here about, like, relationships in this movie. And I guess we've kind of gotten into... The complicated relationship between the brothers, but mm-hmm. there was another relationship that I found interesting. Well, I didn't find it so interesting earlier in the movie, but where it gets to by the end, I thought between Ronnie and was her name Francis, yeah, because their relationships largely kind of antagonistic throughout mm-hmm. the course of the movie. I mean, the first time that he introduces her to him. Um, It's just awkward, right? Because we don't have much on Ronnie yet. Yeah, and he comes out and he's way over the top, and like he's just being right out out there about how gay he is. Yeah. Um. Although he has he has a line about right doesn't he have a line about like the fact that he's like pitching and not catching or something like that?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I just like uh... when uh that again the humor the way that he delivers some of these lines he's just like. I'm a homosexual, <laughs> like, yes. but in Bane voice, and I
1: was like, "That's that's why it was funny to me." <laughs> but like, it was like it's funny because it was really important for him to let her know, yeah, that he was doing the giving,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, not hiding that he's gay, like not trying to equivocate. No, 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 I am gay. Yeah, but I, I'm, I, I'm like, I'm the man in the
0: relationship, right? <laughs> like, Sorry.
1: like okay, guy, like whatever.
0: Yeah, when is so. You get that, so like you don't. They don't really know what to think of each other early on, and then you get clearly he doesn't like her. But I think it's more that she's taking his brother away from him. Yes, right. Definitely. And then there's the the awesome, awesome wedding scene. Another um, funny scene where he goes up to her mom and he goes,
1: "Fucking sing!" <laughs> oh chair. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is great because on the one hand it's like. Oh, she doesn't. She doesn't want to deal with any Ronnie shit. Yeah. At her wedding. But she has but a little smirk head, on her, kind her face. After hates that. Her mom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she get that little. She gives a little smile in that scene. Yeah, really, yeah. It's really funny. It's very subtle, but it's it's that it makes that scene.
1: Yeah. He's no. He's like no. he has
0: his finger in her face. that. He yeah. <laughs>
1: fucking
0: sick. Oh my goodness. And then at the very, you know, the last time that they see each other, and she gives him that kiss on the cheek.
1: Well, that's what made me bring the this topic up to begin with. Um, was, and this is another part of what ended up confusing me. It was like, you watched Better Call Saul, right?
0: Uh, I'm behind like a season, I think.
1: But, so you saw the first season? Yeah. It was like the, it felt to me, and this is why I was so confused, and I was wondering if I missed something. It was like the reveal when you find out that it's not, um, hamlin who's fucking over jimmy that it's actually chuck and that hamlin was the guy who was on his side the whole time because mm-hmm. at the end he's like completely defending her and like treating her really nicely yeah and reggie's the one who's been treating her like shit and i was like wait what i yeah, was like i, I
0: don't know i it- I didn't feel like it was more like that. He was like defending her more like he'll do it now. Cause he's, he's basically getting what he's want what he wants. She's leaving. She's gone. She's out of the picture.
1: But it like, he seemed like genuine with her and like, even like tender.
0: Yeah. I think it was the, I think, I guess from all like the craziness that like, he's like such a wild card, I guess like that's one of the things that he doesn't stand for is hurting women.
1: Yeah. I guess, I guess that might've been really what it was is like, That's what did it for him. Mm -hmm. uh, Like, I know how fucked up I am, but I wouldn't cross that line.
0: Right.
1: Um, So that's that's what really made the the whole thing stick with me um, was how he was with her at the end and how she was with him. um, Considering they've had basically no positive interactions throughout the course of the whole movie. Like, that's part of the biggest reason why the two of them fight earlier, right, was, was Ronnie... Called her something, I don't remember what he called her, but called her something
0: fucked yeah. up, right?
1: Yeah, or said something really fucked up to her, and that's what gets Reggie to really snap and beat the shit out of him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then you know he says, you'll, "And you'll apologize to Francis," and you'll apologize to Francis. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, there are some interesting relationships throughout the movie.
1: Yeah, and I mean, so I didn't, maybe, I
0: didn't really think about that before about. Um, Ronnie and Francis. That's, hmm.
1: yeah. It was really that final scene that that made me like go back and reevaluate the whole thing because I just found it curious how antagonistic they were towards the whole thing, and to watch that like actual vulnerable moment between the two of them for whatever reason struck a real chord with me.
0: Yeah. Hmm. That's that's yeah. It, it was a, it was a cool scene. I didn't place why. It was it. it was a little. Uh, it was it was interesting. I also. There's also the scenes where she's in the house and um, Ronnie and his mom are in the <laughs> kitchen and like they're just like talking bad about her and she's like right there. Yeah, it's it's like you, Doesn't even you know guys how to make a suck. A of yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, poor girl. <laughs> Again, another it was another Bane line.
1: <laughs> yeah, poor girl. <laughs> Actually, and, and, like, I was confused by that too because like why was she hanging out with their mother with Ronnie and not Reggie?
0: Yeah, well, she yeah, well, was. They were living there, weren't they?
1: Weren't they? But well, I guess it was the point that Ronnie was there with her, and Reggie wasn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, who knows? Like, like it just seemed odd to me, you know.
0: I did like the the scene where um, who does? Oh, after Ronnie kills that, I guess the the head of one of those other gangs. That was a good scene. And yeah, that was a great scene. But the in the scene in the house after is what's it's what's better. Oh yeah. When he's he's just sitting there with his tray with his tray drinking his tea and eating his cake and like yeah. the whole oh could the you whole bring thing. me some of the pie yeah like he's he's fine because he's crazy yes his lover is there and like trying to protect him in a way his mom has no idea what's going on and his brother is playing it so cool so that the mom doesn't find out but is so like you can see how angry he is like with his body movement. It's, and he's it's like whisper yelling
1: at him every time the mother turns around. It's great. It's awesome. Like, Are you fucking serious? Yeah. fucking do that shit. And he's like, where's the gun? Is.
0: And he pulls the gun out and he like grabs it and he puts it back and he's like, not in front of them. All.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so mad. It's, it's awesome. Like there had to have been some laughter shooting that scene, right? Yeah. Oh, that had to be interesting to shoot. Yeah.
0: Like, How do you even do that? I guess you have somebody sit there so that you have someone to act against. Yeah, because otherwise he's just
1: yelling at a chair.
0: Yeah, and then you, like, recut it. (laughs) So, that's great. But, that's another fun scene.
1: Also, like... After a certain point in the movie, and they don't even say anything about it, but, like... I guess Ronnie is kind of like Wallace from Scott Pilgrim, where he just kind of has a stable of gay guys that follow him around. Yeah. Because, didn't it seem like that other guy was Mad Teddy's boyfriend while Mad Teddy was Ronnie's boyfriend and like they yep. kind of had this like trailing relationship going on.
0: <laughs> it was very strange.
1: Or maybe like like throwback to Parks and Rec like first second season where April is dating that one guy who's dating that one guy. And yep. like April's like this is my boyfriend yeah. whatever yeah. <laughs> or, and that's his boyfriend whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god. That's funny. Do you have any other any other topics?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. I'll actually,
0: I'll say one one thing in closing. Um, this movie, like I said earlier on, prefaced this with like the movie's not like it's not great. It's not like it doesn't blow you away. It's original, to watch it. It's a good and an okay movie, and that's okay. Like it's good to have movies like that. I feel like that's yeah. a, like, I mean, hey, if I'm if I'm like sitting on the couch and I'm bored, I'm not I'm not gonna turn this off. You know, I'll throw that on. Oh, I, I know that this is a decent investment. <laughs> I'm going to, I'll throw that on.
1: Well, that's like kind of how that went for me. Um, Because I was just curious about the movie, even though I heard relatively mixed things. Um, And I've had this movie sitting on my DVR for like eight months. Yeah. And I just finally got in the mood to like sit down and watch it.
0: It's, yeah, it's funny. It's, it they, A movie like that has its place.
1: Yeah. I approve. And it's like, a relatively modest budget movie, like it ended up making a profit, like yeah. I think.
0: Uh, let's see if we could find out how it did.
1: It was a, like, I mean, it was a foreign movie technically, right? So, uh,
0: yeah, I believe so. Ugh, Lawless. That was another one that he was in with a weird voice.
1: I watched approximately twenty minutes of that movie in the middle. Uh, I saw like the biggest scene. Uh, I imagine. I don't want to get into that here. Um, I was surprised by that scene.
0: Oh, good lord. Um, box office budget, $30 million.
1: Oh, it made $42 million, though.
0: And then gross was... Uh, <clears throat> did it make that much?
1: Yeah, it took me a while to figure it out, but gross worldwide is $42 million.
0: Oh, Okay. Whew. I was going to say, ho yeah, oh, I lost some money on that one. When I yeah, saw the I was $1 confused <laughs> by that,
1: too, because like, I, I looked at that. I was like, oh, I made $86 million. Nope, that says 86000 I see. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, cool. Good for them. All right, cool. Um, Well, that's it for this week's Flicks in the Six. Check out dot com each week for new content. Uh, we missed a couple of weeks. It's going to happen. We're what sorry, we? but what we're we Was it one week? week? a
1: half? Week and a half.
0: We'll probably put this one up Monday. So to keep to get back on track,
1: okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure makes... if we wanted to
0: do that uh, tomorrow, but I'm I'm cool with Monday. Yeah, let's do it Monday, and then that that or today if you're
1: listening. <laughs> yeah, say, this is weird. This is gonna come out weird. <laughs> no, it's fine. We it's fine. Just so. just roll roll with it. We um, should have probably discussed this at, right after we turned. Nah,
0: it. No, I sauce. like it. You got to see how the sausage is made. Uh, <laughs> that's it. All right. Now, uh, thanks for tuning in, and until next time, cheers.